0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners to get all the pieces in place to have consistent four- and five-figure months, and then on to six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. Business growth. Business growth is fucking awesome. Like, Really awesome. But on the other hand, business growth can leave us feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and ready to scream. Why? Because there are only so many hours in the day to get what we need done. But there will come a day that you realize you can no longer do all the things. You can no longer schedule your social media posts, upload your blogs, provide a great onboarding process, deliver the services to your client, handle the discovery calls, write the emails, and everything in between. You can no longer work the hours you do and things need to change, things must change. And when this day comes, because it's going to come sooner than you think, you're going to need a VA, online business manager, or both. But which one do you need? What's the difference between the VA and the online manager? Well, you're in luck, because I'm bringing on the podcast my good friend Sarah all the way from Israel, who is going to share with us on the podcast today, do you need to hire a VA or an online business manager to grow your business? And in this discussion today, we're going to be going over what are the five I think it's five, three, I can't remember, three key differences between a VA and an online business manager. We're gonna talk about the top three indicators that a business knows when it's time to hire these positions. We're also gonna share with you what it's like to look behind the scenes for a day in the life of a VA and what's it like to be a a day in the life as an online business manager. We're also gonna talk about the different cost points when it comes to hiring a VA or business manager. We're also gonna talk about the benefits that you'll see when you hire these people And we're also going to talk to you about how you you can get started and where you can find these amazing unicorns to come into your business. It's going to be an awesome, awesome episode. But before we hop into this episode, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month Accelerator group coaching program, Profit Pillars. This Accelerator program shows you how to transform your business so you can make more money, hell yes, to four and five-figure months, reach more people, have more time to enjoy your family and friends, and put an end to burnout. This accelerator program over the 12 months is specifically for women in business who are on their way to hitting their first five-figure months. They might have a business idea or they already have their business up and running and making some money, but they know they need more help to figure out what tasks to focus on that will get them the biggest return on investment. Profit Pillars is a hybrid model, it is not a course, but rather it is a one-on-one uh, support, group coaching support and guest expert support that includes things like monthly goal-setting sessions, monthly guest experts, fortnightly hot seat calls where you'll get individualized, personalized uh, help on your business, daily support in your business inside of the VIP Facebook group by myself, monthly office hours, access to the business vault and so much more. If you're struggling with your business, and needing to get access to and working with someone who's built not one but two successful businesses, I'd encourage you to join today. It is $275 per month, which only is $8 a day to move your business forward to get the support that you need to finally have the tribe that you need to get you where you want to go. If Profit Pillar sounds like the right program for you, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au, click on the services tab on our group coaching program, and we can get you up and running today for $8 a day. Now let's get into today's awesome episode. Welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thank you, Ange. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you. As always, like I said, we could chat for hours and hours on any given day. We've already been chatting for the last, like, 30 minutes, and I was like, we better press record, so it's always good to connect with you. Uh, And, you know, today we're going to be chatting about the difference between do the individuals listening to this particular podcast, do they need to hire a VA or an online business manager to grow their business? Because there comes a time where they can no longer continue to do things themselves. So I'm excited to chat about that. Before we do though, uh, you are one of my few guests who have actually been on the podcast now twice. And as you may or may not remember, I always like to ask a fun question. And I think my last question I asked you was about like your favorite place to go in Israel. But this question though that I want to ask you is, what is your all-time favorite book and why oh 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 my god you know um
1: i would have to say this is so gonna be i'm so random but there's a book called wherever you go there you are Mm -hmm. and it's written by hold on i think i actually have it on my shelf i can't remember the name of the guy who wrote the book but he's a very well-known um mindfulness teacher and educator Mm -hmm. and for the life of me I cannot remember his name so big apologies there but yeah it's my favorite book and I can't remember the author but I really I have been especially over this period of the pandemic that's you know ongoing and never-ending I think mindfulness is such a big part of just embracing where we are all at in this Mm -hmm. crazy crazy world Um, so yeah I would say wherever you go there you are
0: all right, perfect. And again, I do agree with you. Mindfulness, mindset, gratitude. Right. In a time when things can be so bad and people see darkness, I remember when I was going through my depression and anxiety. The, the thing that I remembered when it was worse was I, I would say like everything was gray, and then yes. all of a sudden the color started to come back and everything, the rainbows, everything was bright again. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh.
1: But um John Kabat-Zinn, rem- that's his name. John Kabat-Zinn.
0: Oh. That <laughs> right. guy. All right, perfect. That really what? famous guy, you know. I'm <laughs> like what's his
1: name again? It's I love all of his stuff. I'm really I'm I mean I studied mindfulness a lot in university. I'm a humanities undergrad. Mm-hmm. So, I love. I can eat it up.
0: And it's, it's just, it's, I think it's more important than ever before people. I know I did a podcast episode, a few podcasts back called we're all a little lost and it's okay. I think, you know, practicing just being, you know, the mindfulness, the great daily gratitude and understanding the ability that there's always opportunity. If you choose to look for opportunity, right. Um, It's about the way that you look at things. And I think ever before those entrepreneurs that I continue to see and work with that are doing really well is mindfulness and mindset, do you mean, are a huge part of of that uh, success component. So yes, no. thank you for that. Now, for those of you who are listening and haven't heard your first episode with me, uh, tell me and tell the audience a little bit about where you started and where you're at now.
1: Yeah, so um I started about a decade ago. Um I was in my corporate job just wanting to like be able to work from home. I had recently made my voyage from Canada to Israel, which I know you can relate to and with our stories. Um but you know, I was in a new place, living in a new place and um and really wanting to have a successful career where I had flexibility. That was the name of the game for me. So I became an online business manager. I I did the virtual assistant thing for a wee bit of time. Um, And since for actually for the last, I would say five years, I have been exclusively training online business managers after, you know, having my OBM business successfully scaling my agency um, and then sort of piecing off pieces of my agency to my then team um, so that they could kind of start their own entrepreneurial endeavors and, I have evolved into just building, you know, the OBM school. That's, that's the latest, latest and greatest that has come out of all of this stuff. Um, and I've just continued to forge ahead and continue to educate entrepreneurs around hiring, especially in the virtual space. And, you know, women and men who are wanting to have flexible careers, what it means to work from home, um, especially providing service support Uh, offerings to clients.
0: And again, those, those support services are, again, needed more than ever before, right? The amount of people that have no longer have offices and are now decided to work from home is the numbers of I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but they're crazy. I mean, I know that many people who have canceled their uh, spaces and offices to work from home. And the demand for VAs and online business managers and launching, right, and course creation and all that has never been as popular as it is. So the need for there is definitely there.
1: Oh, it is alive and well, for sure.
0: Now, today... I get a lot inside of my paid programs and listening to the cast, and, you know, speaking and stuff, people are like, Ang, what do I hire first? You know, do I need a VA or do I need the online business manager? Like, I can't, I know I can't keep doing what I'm doing. So my first question I want to do is because a lot of people think VAs and online business managers are exactly the same, but in fact, they're very different there. And we'll talk more about like different pay scales, different, you know, skill sets, et cetera. So can we just start off by talking about what are the top five key differences between a VA and an online business manager?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think the one thing I want to mention here right off the bat is that if you are considering hiring, you know, you know, kudos to you, and that's fantastic. And generally speaking, the rule of thumb is to hire a virtual assistant first, mm-hmm. uh, because a virtual assistant can get into the implementation weeds of your business and really help support you um, in that sense. But it's sort of like the chicken and egg story because a lot of the times you bring on a virtual assistant but the business owner themselves doesn't have the bandwidth or the skill set to manage the VA so it's sort of like this difficult situation where a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs do opt to bring an, an OBM in first because there are OBMs in our industry that also have VAs on their teams and offer like a full suite of services so I will say that to start but when it comes to the differentiations between a VA and an OBM one of the first things that um, you need to take into consideration is this idea of implementing. Mm-hmm. So implementing is the act of getting shit done in your business, right? Like it's the act of actually doing things, whether you are setting um, setting up a campaign, an active campaign, and you need someone to go in and physically set up that campaign Um, so, you know, that is very much in the wheelhouse of the virtual assistant. They are the ones who are usually implementing and actually the ones who are in the weeds setting things up. And then you have on the other side of that, this idea of strategy. So it's the sort of first differentiating thing is this implementation versus strategy piece. So when an OBM comes on the team, it's not to say that we're not implementing. We certainly are doing, A high level of implementation, but we are focused on the strategy and and taking the strategy from the entrepreneur and making it happen. Whether that is bringing on a VA to set up the active campaign or thinking about the copywriter that we need to bring on to create the copy for those emails, all of that stuff. So it's sort of like the the OBM takes all the pieces and fits them together in the strategic way that the client is 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 wanting and is needing. And the and so there's this very core uh, first differentiating thing about the implementation piece, like who are the implementers mm-hmm. um, and OBMs typically aren't that's not the, the strategy and the strategic planning normally comes a little bit before the implementation, although we do implement. Mm-hmm. So that's the first sort of key piece in the equation is, you know, you need you need to get someone to implement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there needs to be an implementer. There needs to be someone who's bringing that strategic vision to the forefront, mm-hmm. to fruition.
0: Yep. So that's the first one. And like you said, I, I know we'll talk a little bit more about pricing later on, but obviously just in that in itself, an implementer skill set is going to be different and therefore price set is going to be different versus someone who is going to be strategically sound and bringing all those mm-hmm. people bringing all the pieces together but also probably managing people and therefore their price and skill set is going to be very different so again the implementer versus the person who's doing the strategy so what's the second right. key difference that you've seen when it comes to VAs and online business managers
1: So when it comes to the VAs and business managers it is this idea of assistant versus versus manager right mm-hmm. like we had mentioned this a little bit with the whole implementation piece and, you know, the strategic versus the st- strategic thinking, it, it really it really is the same vein here with the assistant versus manager. Someone who comes into your business as an assistant assisting you is waiting for you to delegate something to them. They're waiting for you to, to give them something to do. Um, and they're very happy to get that done. Whereas a manager is, you know, making work for themselves. Mm-hmm. They are Understanding. So one of the, one of the really key things that, um, I really love to tell anyone who will listen to me, whether you are looking to hire an OBM or whether you're looking to become an OBM is that OBMs are really in the big picture of the client's business. Like in order, just in that part one, in order to be that strategic, Peace and in order to really bring to fruition the things that need to happen in the business, you need to really be aligned with the goals and the big picture. So when you're bringing on a manager into your business, you know, you are bringing on somebody who really is going to be focused on. The bigger picture in the business and what are the goals? And I find that a lot of the times when I'm when I'm coaching OBM's who are transitioning from VA because that's quite a common thing, um, I'm asking them, you know, are you aware of your clients' big pictures and goal and what's happening really at the core of their business? Because if you're not really in line with that. It's very difficult to make these, these decisions on behalf of the client about the, the business strategy and the direction and the hiring and the planning because you're not fully in the loop. Mm-hmm. So this other big thing is the assistant versus manager. That's the other sort of core differentiating thing, you know, and, and truthfully, you need the assistant before you need the manager. Um, so sometimes when you get that OBM that sort of can offer because they have VAs on their team, can offer both both worlds. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's a really good option for a client who really does not enjoy leading their team, um, putting things into a project management tool. Um, You might, you might really need that in your Mm -hmm. business.
0: And I know there's a great book called the E-Myth who does a really, Mm. who does a great job at kind of highlighting those three main roles in a business, right? The assistant, the manager, and what was it? Why can I think what's, the assistant, the manager, and I've just lost like Maybe what he's like we a visionary are. or something. The, yeah, yeah, yeah the, you have the visionary, right? And it was really interesting how they break that down and how that evolves uh, throughout the story. So again, if you're kind of in this space when you're looking to hire a VA or an online business manager, and you're kind of like, how do these pieces go? Great book, The E Myth. So I don't know if oh, it's, it's buy, but yes, great book. The E
1: Myth is such an incredible book. Um, so the other thing that I really love about The E Myth, and I actually quote him all the time. Um, again, I think names are not our forte, but he, <laughs> no. he talks all the time about how your business should be based on systems. Mm-hmm. The systems are what really is you know, the thing that makes the business run and the people are responsible for just making sure that the systems are running, but your business should be built on systems and not on people because the people will come and go, but the systems will remain. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have those clear systems in place. And again, this is the thing that a virtual assistant might come into your business and they might be happy to jump in there and implement the parts of the system, but they're not going to be looking at the whole system. Mm-hmm. They might not even be thinking about documenting the whole system and making sure that, uh, Oh, this is streamlined and, you know, in, in place.
0: And I know, I mean, I agree. Systems are kind of the engine of the whole business. And I believe that when you kind of get to those high multi six figure business, you know, spaces where I'm on to seven figures and things like that, that, um, it comes down to systems and team, right? Like not mm-hmm. a lot of outs, in my opinion, from what I've seen with people that I've worked hit. you know, those ones like I've helped get to two, three million dollars and more is really that's the common denominator. Are your systems intact and ready to rock and roll? And do you have the right people in the right spots to make sure that everything is executed do you know what I mean? In a way that needs to be. Uh, and if right. your systems are in place, even if someone gets sick or a VA leaves or you know, you've got to fire someone, right? Is that you should be able to hire and they should be able to pick back up pretty much with minimal training, right? So I totally agree. Systems are key. Yeah, like for in, the in business. It, yeah.
1: I feel like that's like the ideal scenario. But what 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 I see day to day are entrepreneurs who are incredibly successful revenue-wise, but mm-hmm. haven't really because of fear mostly haven't hired the team so here they mm-hmm. are with this beautiful business from the outside but you you just get a step behind and you know you're looking at what's going on and you're like none of the systems are documented mm-hmm. there's nothing in the project management tool um and so i think i think hiring and also with the obms that i train you know them b- building their own teams and starting to scale their own businesses is also there's this sense of fear around hiring and i'm, I'm my, my whole mo is like if you are thinking about hiring a team member, you're not sure who who to hire, you know, or or you're thinking to yourself should is now the time to hire a team member, the answer is yes, you know. <laughs> please do bring on a team member. And if you really don't know who to bring on, think about a system in your business that is somewhat in place. So it could be your client onboarding system. You know, it's relatively um plug and play it might not be documented but at least with something that's you know recurs in your business month to month week to week you can bring on somebody to support you with with manning some of those parts and pieces of a recurring task in your business
0: mm-hmm. yeah 100% i mean that's what we've been doing for the last kind of 12 to 14 months you know is document yes. document, document document right like every and it's been week it's so lovely
1: to see your evolution and how you know and how you've really stepped up with your own team and yeah, I mean, again, it's been to
0: expand, but it's also that I had to learn is that it's about hiring the right people for the right jobs. You know, I hired one of my VAs and she came on board to do multiple things. And in the interview, she was able to do it. But when she got in that role, and I took the time to say, like, hey, how are you finding things? What are you liking or what you're not? It was identified there are certain parts 80% of the job that she really liked, and 20% she didn't. And I knew that technically she wasn't in the right seat, right? So I said, well, yes. why don't we split your role? And create a different role for another VA to be able to come in and do that part that you don't like and give you other things and she's still with me right so. You know, I've had to make sure that it's not perfect. God, I mean, if she was listening, she'll know I'm not perfect in any ways, but listening to that. So, you know, I've got a a podcast team VA. I've got my, you know, social media person. I've got my person, my client onboarding VA. And now I've just brought on an events VA, right? They don't work huge hours, anywhere from five to eight hours a week, but they each have their identified role. And it seems to be going a lot better than trying to force one VA to do all of the things when it's not necessarily their zone of genius.
1: Oh, you know, I think this is so refreshing to me because especially with the evolution of our online space that we talked about at the beginning, there is so many parts and pieces. Like I feel like the pandemic kicked up, you know, the systems as a software, like all the SaaS products, all the things online, all the different project management tools, like all the different conferencing tools, all the things that maybe you and I were were familiar with. There's like tons more of these things. And so VAs are... And OBMs and everyone in this virtual space is under pressure to kind of know and learn everything. So it makes perfect sense to me that as our digital space evolves, you know, VAs are more specialized. That's the other thing. Usually there is a certain, you know, skill set or something that they are proficient at
0: hundred mm-hmm. percent. Right. And like, yeah, we could talk about this during you know, until the cows come home, but I, it's, it has been an evolution and it has been something that's learning. And I know we'll talk a little bit more later on when we're looking at like how to get started with one and what people need to consider. Right. Cause there's a few considerations there. Um, but any other key differences? I know we've talked about the two, the implementing and the strategy, the assistant there's, versus the manager.
1: Yeah. And then there's the leader, you know, there's the team member versus team leader, you know, someone who's coming in as an OBM has to have a degree of leadership quality uh-huh. to them. And well, I'm not saying that VAs do not need to have leadership qualities, you know, you and I had mentioned this before we were talking about this before the podcast, before we pressed record, but, you know, leadership is something that, um, it can be very lacking. It can be very lacking across the board. And I think as entrepreneurs, whether you are an OBM, a visionary leader in your own business, a VA, like you have to have a degree of leadership. Now, when you bring on an OBM, they are you're bringing on a leader into your business, a manager, someone who can lead your team. Um, and so it's really important to recognize that there's just going to be this leadership quality as well that that differentiates the VA versus the OBM. I mean, we're all leaders, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. when an OBM comes in, they're coming in as part of the role is to lead the team. Mm-hmm. There has to be a team to lead, a business to lead, a client to lead, all that good stuff.
0: And I think, again, that comes with that skill set that we were talking, right? A VA whose a.k.a. team member is waiting for someone to tell them what to do, whereas yes. the online business manager, I find they're the ones telling me what I need to do, and they're the ones telling they the rest be. of the team what they need to do, right?
1: Leading, um, leading the client is one of the most difficult parts of the OBM role.
0: 100%. And I would say that's like, you know, for us, is I work with Grove and Nahui, are both two amazing human beings. Um, but again, I'm not naive to know that I'm a very strong personality. And I just kind of, I just wrapped up my launch for Everyday Payday uh, two days ago at time of recording. I then, for we did our first week session yesterday at time of recording. And I got on my team meeting today. And I was like, by the way, ads will start running August 16th at time of recording. And our next workshop will be out. And they were like, oh, We haven't done even the launch debrief. I'm like, well, I don't have time to sit around, right, guys? We'll get to the launch debrief. But, and they're like, okay. But, you know, they're like, well, what do we, you know, and then we talked about what needs to be done. But again, sometimes it's something that I need them also to work on that it's, I think too, it's okay to be like, hey, that's cool if you want to do that. But these are the other things that we might not be able to get to, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. only, you know, and I do think it it takes time and relationship building for them to feel, to be able to do that right off the bat. So, yeah To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Totally. Is for you? So we've talked about, you know, there's three key differences between a VA and an online business manager. Uh, have you noticed in your space any top indicators, regardless if it, for businesses out there, when they know it's like, it's either a time to hire the VA or the time to on, like hire the online business manager? Like, is there any common trends that you've seen over the years that kind of indicate like, hey... You business owner, you're ready to dive in here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So okay. So so definitely um I will say here that, you know, you should you should get started with a virtual assistant or somebody who can implement ASAP. But I think when it comes to hiring an OBM, there are some really key things that I see from the client side. The first is that the business model is proven. Yeah. Like, you know, if you are looking to bring on a uh, uh, so the other, I mean the the big the the last part that I just want to mention before we get into this is that typically OBMs work with a lot less clients than virtual assistants. A virtual Mm -hmm. assistant might have a roster of 15 clients, Mm -hmm. whereas an OBM is working with like three or four max clients and they're Mm -hmm. coming in more as a partner. So in that same vein, when you're looking at You know, what are the qualities that that a business needs to have in order to merit bringing on an OBM? Mm -hmm. You know, a proven business model is really important. Um, I see a lot of startups. I see a lot of um, businesses that don't have that proven business model, meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, is what they are doing, is it repeatable? Are they able to recreate that amazing launch? Or was that a one-off thing that happened? So Mm -hmm. that proven business model is a big indicator You know, we typically don't work with startups, although I do know some OBMs who bless them do, Mm because typically an OBM is coming in to streamline the system, streamline the team, you know, gather the pieces and make some semblance of, you know, uh, something that can be, can run without the entrepreneur kind of, you know, juggling all the balls. So that proven business model is a big one. Mm -hmm. The second big piece is the revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you need to be able to afford A manager consistently on your team because you know. Whereas a VA, you might be able to sort of scale it up or scale it down, or you know, hey, I don't need you for all of this this week. Like, so I'm going to either take that over, and so and so will. Typically, with an OBM, when they are investing in becoming your OBM and you're investing in them, it's a it's a partnership type. Even though it's not a partnership per se, Mm -hmm. the the feeling of it is more of a partnership where this OBM is coming in. They are. Learning your business, right? All the ins and outs, the sales funnels. What's what's happening? Who's on the team? What are the systems? There's a lot of learning that goes into that. Just like you know, you if you've worked in corporate before and you you know, or any job for that matter, you start a new job. It take, can take like three to six months to figure out things. Mm-hmm. So when you're investing in an OBM, it's you need to have that consistent revenue um, to be able to hold that OBM on your team for a while. So typically, clients that are making. Um, over six figures, so over a hundred thousand. You know, whether we're talking in in U.S. dollars, Aussie dollars, Canadian dollars, like you want to be making like solid six figures or more. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then when you get over seven figures and up, multi seven figures, then perhaps you're looking at bringing in more of an employment employment type role for the mm-hmm. OBM and for your VAs as well. So we're talking about those of us who are making less than seven figures here today. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, the, ahead, the third big the third big indicator um is the is the entrepreneurial mindset. So mm-hmm. this is something we also were, were we're touching on before we pressed record um but one of the things that I think is so interesting in our industry is um you know the delegation mindset. Mm-hmm. And often not often but there are a lot of incidences where the entrepreneur themselves are not willing to even though they might be like the business models proven, the the revenue is exactly where it needs to be, but they still can't move on beyond themselves to understand that if I'm going to successfully work with an OBM, I need to recognize that there is going to be a period of time that... I'm going to be having to convey all of my information, all of the things that, you know, I hold dear to me about my business. Because a lot of the times, you know, our business is our baby, like for better or worse. (laughs) Um, So kind of being able to like hand the baby over to somebody else and delegate the bigger parts and pieces that, you know, you might not be so, oh, like, like I remember when, even when I was scaling my own business thinking like, oh, you know, will Emily be able to do it like how I do it. And then, and then being like, so pleasantly surprised when she did it better than me. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you do this better. And you actually mark the task off as complete in our project management tool. And you follow up. Wow. Those are two steps that I never did before because I was so busy, you know, mm-hmm. as the visionary in my own OBM business, even though I do this a lot for my own clients, you know, with mm-hmm. the whole OBMing piece, but in my own business, You know, I, I, I recognize that bringing in somebody who could be my partner, who could take the responsibility off my plate on core pieces of my business, like the sales, like the marketing, like the operations and just have them really take everything and and run with it. So recognizing that I, part of me needed to embrace the delegation mindset Mm -hmm. and recognize that, oh, this is going to be like, one of the things we talked about, Ange was like, Look, when you are hiring an OBM versus VA, the truth of the matter is is that an OBM is going to be a much harder um, person to onboard into your business because it's such such a bigger deal of information that you have to transfer. Whereas a VA coming in that is responsible for scheduling email broadcasts or doing bits and pieces of your onboarding with your clients is a lot of an easier thing to convey to them than it is to talk about strategy or launch management or you know uh, product delivery. Like if you have a coaching program and your OBM is supporting you and delivering and making sure that all that stuff is happening, it's a lot more uh, discussing and nurturing. You know, you had talked about like wanting to have those daily meetings with your OBM, and I'm like, yeah, makes sense because. You want to be touching base you know that's somebody that's literally going to be in your business like daily
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not just like one-offs here and there
0: yeah and this is the thing is that like we were saying pre-recording right is there's this essence of people think you hire a va or an online business manager because people use the war the words like hey do you need to hire a unicorn let the and i see this all the time in copy right let us a- let us be your unicorn to your prince or whatever they say right And it all sounds like this glorious castle, do you know what I mean? Someone's sweeping in. And the reality of it is, is it's actually, you almost have to go, um, you've almost got to like go backwards before you can go forwards, is how I explain it. Because you a are handing things over, you're training someone new. um, And also like just this this essence of... um, everything's easy when actually it's not easy, right? At the beginning, it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit yuck. It's a little bit tricky. You've got to, you know, marry up people's personalities. Well, I mean, it's like,
1: I I feel like the best analogy is like, you know, it's like seeing somebody naked, Mm -hmm. you know, like the entrepreneur that's all nicely polished in their photos. And then suddenly you get, you get into their business and they have to start to like literally undress and Mm -hmm. show Parts of their business that maybe they're not so proud of, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe like, wow, that client onboarding system. Yeah, it's kind of there because it's, you know, it's a system that we run in our business. But my God, that is yep. like grotesque.
0: And also, I think about, as you talk about the entrepreneur mindset as one of those kind of big things to know if you're ready, is that you have to take, I mean, I'm very big and I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, your life, your responsibility, same thing too, is your responsibility is ensuring that the VAs and the online business managers are also taken care of. Because I have found personally, the majority of VAs and online business managers that clients have either had or I've had too, if you really look down, down to it, the reason why it's failed is not because of them. They've you know there are some shitty VAs out there. There's also shitty business coaches out there, right? But the reality of it is the majority of them, they it's failed because of us. Right, And so again, being able to have that entrepreneur mindset to go, actually, I didn't give them the time. Actually, I didn't follow up in emails. Actually, I didn't show up to team meetings, whatever it was because I was too busy. You know, they leave because we've fucked up in many ways. Right. So understanding that my opinion, when you hire the VA or the online business manager is you have to make space. It's like a non-negotiable, in my opinion. You need to put time in your calendar because they need you almost more than you need them at the beginning. Right.
1: So that is like that's genius words, Ange, and and the truth, truly the truth. Because these are, you know, it's not it's not easy. It's not like you hire an OBM and they come in as this, you know, unicorn, you know, riding on their chariot, sweeping you off your feet. No, it is definitely dark before it gets bright and light. But once you start to see the systems, you know, be streamlined and 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 documented and in a project management tool and with a re- and attached to a recurring task suddenly you're like, oh, I can breathe easy because 100%. I know that that is delegated and it is done in a way that I approve and I standardized way. And I like that. It makes me happy. So but again, these things take
0: time and it, and it, and it is
1: very, and that's
0: the thing they their right time. I think people think it's a quick fix. Well, Mm-mm. I hired a VA and why isn't everything fixed? I hired the online business manager. I'm paying them money. Why isn't it fixed?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think this day and the age, we love throwing money at our problems. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And,
1: um, you know, the reality is, is again, you know, we are all hard workers, especially for running these, you know, online gigs and doing all the amazing things that we do in the world. We need to recognize that. Like, I mean, it's time.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, but taking responsibility. And so my thing is, you know, I've, my online business manager has been actively with us at the time of recording for about 12 months. And I was saying before we press record is the 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 amount of free space I have to actually be able to be the visionary and make impact has changed significantly. Oh, but amazing. it doesn't mean that I don't have days where I'm like, I feel like we're in the exact same spot, but I have to stop and actually go, fuck, we've accomplished 150 things literally in our list over the last year. But as your online business manager and VA comes in, you get to be the visionary and you get to actually grow, which means you're going to have more new ideas and they're going to be more implemented. And just when they finish up one thing, thing, we're actually continuing the work for an online business manager and VA will actually never be done ever <laughs> right and so I've had to learn to almost surrender to this process and be grateful that I have a to-do list every single day because it means I'm still in business and I'm still able to employ these other humans right so giving Amen. yourself grace and knowing that every nothing if anything your life will get busier but you just get your time back in my in my opinion you're bringing on these people to get time back
1: Mm -hmm. is what it is.
0: Time for yourself, time for your family, time for your dreams. These are things that kind of been put on the back burner as you were growing, because it's just the nature of being a solopreneur. But now you're actually paying for them to get time is what you're paying for. I think the
1: other, I think the other important thing to mention here too, is that sometimes when you are getting that time back, you are not using it in the best way. So I see this also just as a pitfall with, with, with clients, they bring on an OBM, they get things streamlined and then they're like, okay, now I'm going to go on holiday forever. And they stop showing up in the ways that they need to be showing up for their business and then revenue tanks. And then they're like, why are, why is my list unengaged? Because great, the business is operating and everything's running smoothly, but they're, they've sort of checked out. So -hmm. that's another thing I see, I see happen Mm -hmm. and it can be one of those things that like, Oh, now I can have all this free time to do yoga, but like, wait a second. I'm I needed, I got this free time. Back from my OBM to focus on my sales calls and my building relationships and my being on podcasts, the things that only I can do in the business.
0: Yeah, totally. 100%. It's okay to still have your time for you, but your business, if you're still running, like for me with the personal brand, right? my business is based on me and I understand that it's reliant on me, right? So still go and have your fun and gain that back, but you still have a responsibility to make sure that your business runs, right? In the e-myth, they actually talk about that. And I think the example that they used was, there was this lady who ran a factory with products and she always used to be able to see how the products were placed in the boxes and how they were getting shipped and whatever. But because she got so much free time and started just doing whatever, she actually dropped the ball with checking in with the other people that were doing the work for So she was walking on like the floor one day and she's like, Oh my God, who taught you to do this? Why is it like this? And then she noticed everyone else was doing it, but that was actually how she had originally told them to do things. But because she had checked out and was so far removed from that, she actually thought it was them that caused the problem, but it was actually her that was causing the problem. Right. So remember, again, remember. another great yeah. example where we can remove ourselves too much and right. then, you know what I mean? Things can go it's bad. It's like a so, dance. One hundred percent. What do they say? George Strait, good old cowboy singer back from Canada or from the U.S. actually. But again, that dance, one step, the two step, one step forward, two steps back. Right. right. Now, for you, <laughs> can you give us a quick scenario for those people like and you, you made some points about VAs, you made some points about the online business managers. Can you like in a one minute scenario, what would a day in the life of a VA look like and what would the day in the life of an OBM look like?
1: Right. So I think a day in the life of a VA is getting into the project management tool, Mm -hmm. if there is one, or having a list, a to-do list of various things that they're checking off, scheduling Mm -hmm. emails. They're very much implementing type tasks and they might not be in your business every day. They might be coming in once a week or even once a month, but they're coming on, they're they're checking off that task. They're happy when it's done. You know, the OBM, You know, on the contrary, is coming in, and they are looking at what everybody else is doing that day. They are making sure that all the right people are sitting in the right seats on the bus, Mm -hmm. and making sure that whatever our goal is, like let's say it's launching this new product, that we are moving uh, along the way towards our meeting our goal. And then, so that might be about hiring, it might be about firing, it might be about thinking about a system, it might be about yeah, getting in and 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 getting you know. Doing something in active campaign in order to facilitate, you know, conveying the role or the task over to the VA who's setting up the second part. So it's just making sure that everybody's doing what they should be doing, that we are very, very much focused on this forward thinking goal oriented type Mm -hmm. work. And that's why it's like a combination of project management, team management, operations management, metrics management, like looking at, you know, the post launch metrics. Okay. What Mm -hmm. worked, what didn't work? Do we need to tweak our strategy? Oh, you spoke to your business coach. Okay. What's the strategy that we're going to use the marketing strategy for the launch kind of thing. You know, it's Mm -hmm. about transferring the information and then the, also, the thing with the OBM is, you know, we're we're coming from the place where we're making decisions on behalf of the client because we are aligned with the vision and the goal. Yeah. So there's like it's sort of like an extension of mm-hmm. you. It's like, oh, my arm that can do things while I'm sleeping.
0: <laughs> yeah, but again, I, I also always envision with the online business managers, though, I still own my business and I do mean reap the, I guess, financial benefits, I guess you could say, but like the OBM almost like lives and breathes it, right? Like they still know just as much as you do, they're still be able to make sound decisions. They, you know, like they, they live and breathe it too for us. Right. Um, obviously right. within boundaries, but that's how I've always seen them. Now I know one of the questions out there, Sarah is going to be, what's the cost here. What's the what's mm. the difference in cost. And I don't know what your thoughts are, but I always say to my clients and they're saying, "What you know, how much is too much for a VA? And I said I base it on task. Right? What type of task are they doing? That's a, so how much mental uh, brain power are they using? And skill set are they utilizing? So if someone, which we all need, someone to schedule you know, something into say Agorapulse, a tool that I use doing mean, for my socials. Like, so if they do I mean if they're doing a scheduling task versus managing people, I'm like, I'm going to pay those people different because the tasks are different. So what are your thoughts and what do the cost points look like for a VA versus an online business manager?
1: Yeah. So I think, I think the important thing to mention here is that VAs can be very specialized. If you have a VA that is you know, a specialized graphic designer type thing, or a VA that is specialized in setting up complicated funnels in Active Campaign. Then, mm-hmm. you know, you could be spending upwards of hundred dollars an hour on mm-hmm. on a, a particular or more on a particular VA. So, typically, mm-hmm. when it comes to VAs, though, somebody doing more of the medial type day to day scheduling, client mm-hmm. care, you might be looking at anywhere, you know, under fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Typically, I mean, and I'm not going to talk about starting rates because I know people get very triggered by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the important thing to to remember here is, you know, when you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if you want somebody on your team who is going to be there for the long haul, regardless of the task, you know, if they're coming in and they're implementing, you know, scheduling emails, client care, maybe doing some of your calendar stuff, and they're coming in consistently every every uh, month, then I would be looking at okay, what is their hourly rate? But what is their role? And what can I pay them every month so that they are comfortable coming into my business monthly on retainer? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's security for you and there's security for them. Mm-hmm. When it comes to OBMs, OBMs typically start at $50 an hour because they are coming in with the um, mindset of management of leader. And that's more of a junior OBM type role. Somebody mm-hmm. who is, you know, maybe not as, Eloquent or proficient in all of the digital marketing that is out there. Mm-hmm. So starting at about fifty dollars an hour, going anywhere upwards to one hundred and fifty dollars an hour, depending on the skill set. You know, if mm-hmm. you are um, an online business manager that has gone, gone through some sort of certification program, then you might be looking at you know starting at the sixty five or seventy five dollar an hour range. But again, you know, in in our programs and when I teach my students, I help them calculate what their hourly rate should be based on you know their skill set how much time they want to be working and all that stuff. And then they can start to imagine their hourly rate, like, like not just based on what everybody else is charging, but based on what they need in order to make this work for them financially. Mm
0: -hmm. No, perfect. And again, I like how you've been able to use those differentiator points again, starting and doing high again, Mm -hmm. different VAs in different countries charge different things. I always say that, uh, again, treat people the way you would want to be treated, right? No matter what. Um, And also knowing that, you know, you might not be able to afford a particular person right now, right? But you, it's not a forever thing too, right? Like, Find someone that's within your means. I, I see a lot of people, again, throw money at their problems. And then they're like, oh, I'm not making any money because I'm paying other people. You should still be paying yourself at some stage, right? You know, hope, you're not, yeah, you're, not, you're sure. not in this, do you know what I mean, for shits and giggles. And understanding that, again, sometimes, in my opinion, we're talking about hiring the VA, but sometimes it's actually more feasible for you to hire a cleaner in your home and get back hours that way from an outsourcing Mm -hmm. perspective than hiring in because at least you've got time back again to go in there and do it Um, Again, something to consider is what I say to people is, is it you need to hire a VA first, or maybe is it you need to hire someone in the house first, because you don't have the time to train someone and then set them up for failure and you up for failure and more money out, pay for the cleaner, get those hours back, and you might have to do it yourself. So again, just another perspective to look at. That's true. Mm -hmm. So now... um, How would you, how could people get started trying to find a VA or an online business manager? Because there's so many places on the internet that you can do it, but they're not always, I find people can spend a lot of hours and time on certain places and platforms. Uh, And I'm like, but where can people go to find a reputable VAs and online business managers?
1: Um, Yeah. So we, uh, we have a beautiful directory over at obmschool.com, which features the students that we have trained. Mm -hmm. As online business managers. Um, So you have that um, and you can check that out at obmschool.com. We also, um, you know, when it comes to hiring virtual assistants, I think there's a lot of different resources out there. Um, I find that Facebook groups are a great place to meet potential virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also very keen on asking my friends who are in the industry who they're working with. I find yeah. that that's a really great indicator of a, sec- of a successful uh, virtual assistant. Um, I also have been for years working with uh, the Virtual Hub, mm-hmm. they are a company based in the Philippines. but. Um, and they are like very, they are all employees. Um, They are, they are paid and treated well. And um, they are, they come trained as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something, but again, you have to hire them either part-time or full-time. So that might not be an option for you if you are just getting started looking for a virtual assistant. So if you are just getting started and you're looking for a VA, then I would definitely recommend like heading on over to Facebook. There's tons, tons of virtual assistants and, and just a word of caution, And when it does, when it does come to hiring, one of the key things that people always ask me, well, what qualities am I looking for? You want to be looking for attention to detail, period. Mm -hmm. You know, that has to be something that all your team members have. So when you are screening out people in your hiring process, you want to be making sure that you have things in place to screen out attention to detail. So using a particular subject line on that email that you want your potential hirees to submit. Or, you know, a specific way that you want. Like we always ask um, people to submit their cover letter. We don't ask for a resume, but we ask for some sort of cover letter as a Google Drive document. Mm -hmm. Because that helps me understand if they know how to use Google Drive. So just starting from there and then just being really open-minded and and aware of the fact that it is that hiring is time-consuming. That's one thing that um, people hire OBMs to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. hire. Totally so time-consuming. A lot of the times we, we see people hire the OBM, put a few systems in place, and then bring on the VAs and stuff. It's kind of asked backwards in a lot of ways, but sometimes people just don't you know, they, they literally cannot hire because they just, it's not in their zone of genius.
0: Well, and I also know like a couple of my clients had like, they hired someone and they're like, oh, it wasn't the right decision. And I said, listen, I said, if you can afford, I always like, if you're kind of down to the top two or top three of your pick, I'm always like, can you afford to pay them each a hundred dollars to do a particular the same type of tasks with the same type of instructions or whatever, creating content, but so that you still walk away with different content pieces, whatever it is. And I found that to be really useful also. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, you're paying a little bit more, but there in my experience, they're sticking around so much longer because they, you see right away, did they listen to instruction? How did they begin? How did, what was the middle? How did they execute? Did they follow up? Did they ask questions? Did they ask too many questions? Right. And you can just get a vibe of them versus I think people present very well in interview, but get them to do a task. Even it doesn't, might not be a hundred bucks. It might be $50 for one hour to do X, Y, and Z. Right. But if you can afford it, I know it's a little bit more, but remember in the long run, you're saving time and even more money right because if you hire someone and you've got to let them go in two or three months because they don't follow attention right or to detail whatever and then you've got to go back and interview another 12 hours worth of people like oh my god by paying that little bit extra i personally have found and my clients have found it to be like a little bit of a savior so again just another little thing that yeah. we've tested and very it good, seems to work for very them. well. -hmm. Now, listen, so much goodness, VA or online business manager. For those of you who are listening, I hope that this episode has given you some additional information and food for thought about you being the responsible person, you taking responsibility for how successful your VA or online business manager is, looking at your systems and the importance of that, making sure that you've got time and space to bring these amazing humans into your world. And again, at the end of the day, your life, your responsibility, right? That again, the majority of these situations fail because of us not because of them so Sarah for those individuals that want to connect with you and learn more about how you potentially can help their business where can they connect with you
1: well I mean you can pretty much find me across all the social media channels and if you are you know looking to become an OBM you can check out obmschool.com or if you want to check out the directory Um, but I've also got sarahnoked.com that's my blog that's where I got my YouTube videos and all that fun
0: stuff so they can definitely check me out
1: there as well
0: Dude, fantastic. And before we sign off, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, my 12-month accelerator program, Profit Pillars, is open for enrollment. So head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and simply click on the services button. If you do have any questions for Sarah make sure you hit her up over on Instagram send her a contact you know form button uh, again she's got this amazing directory of online business managers so again saving you time and energy so make sure you connect with Sarah for the rest of you I hope you have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world and I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the business and life conversations podcast thanks again Sarah thanks Ange